Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. It is Kelly Fox and I am excited to be here for Step 12, Love. It is our last step of the 12. It is bittersweet. We are getting close to the end of season seven, and we are excited to be here with you. Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries. So I am sure we are going to have an amazing conversation. First, let me bring on my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I am glad you are here, too. <laughs> Always. <laughs> we have one of our favorite coaches on tonight. You know her very well. She is on with us every month. The beautiful, the wonderful Trish March. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> here we can say. <laughs> we are glad to have you. Now, yes, yes. Now, you might be confused because this is not the last show of the month, which is when Trish usually comes on, though the last show of the month is the last show of the season, so Terry and I will be tackling that one on our own. So Trish came a week early just for us and you. So Trish, why don't you tell our audience one more time what is it that you do, and who do you serve? I am a coach that works with clients that are really trying to find themselves. They they feel beaten down, bottled up, and burned out, and they're ready to really just get back into their life and figure out who they are and who they want to be in this next chapter of their life and really find value and love and expression and their greatness as they as they move into this next chapter. So I love I love working with my clients and I'm so excited to help them and support them in building a newer, richer life than what they're currently experiencing. So Yeah. Love that. Such an important thing. And that's you know, that's all of our in this room, in this uh, virtual room, that's all of our passion. And um, I love that we get to do that together here. So, yes, I do as well. Yeah. So, Trish, what does love mean to you? Uh, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit tonight just because I love um, I love this time because we've kind of gone through all the different steps of change and really raised our awareness and, you know, gone through and, and really talked about all the different aspects of all 12 steps of the pathways of change or the changes um, and the steps of freedom. But, you know, and I, I feel like love is like, you know, in terms of the process that we've gone through this year, it's really an ending, but it's also a beginning. Right, because we've gone through mm-hmm. so much, so many different steps, and just really had a very 
unique experience and whatever goal or change that we're working on. But it's also the beginning because once you get to the point of love, you know, you're so much more connected and so much more open. And, you know, just really to jump right in and just in a whole different version of yourself, right? It's, you know, at this point, you know, you're, you've been working on your journey and you've developed the love and the connection with yourself and with others. And for me, it's also engagement. Like you've gone through all these different steps and you, you, for me, I've always been willing to engage in love and think about love and, you know, engage with others in love more than I have, you know, at any other step in the process of change or process of freedom that we've talked, we've been talking about each month, you know, and I think um, we're going to talk about boundaries tonight and that's like a, that's a true expression of love to yourself and to others. So I'm really excited to get into that tonight because I think that that's, um, that's one action you could take to really show that you love yourself. And it's one action you could take to really show that you love other people, right? It's a, it's an action as a step and it's, you know, being accountable to yourself for that love. So lots of good stuff yeah. to talk about. <laughs> yes. 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 So I love that you talked about boundaries being a gift or something that we do for ourselves in self-love. And we definitely have been talking about self-love. But I love that you said it's, some, it's a way that you can love others because respecting others' boundaries is um, how we show love for them. But also teaching them what ours are is, is a gift of a gift to them as well because how can they respect their boundaries if they don't know what they are? And so yep. I love that we're, we're talking about this tonight. And to start us off, Trish, what – or how do you use boundaries in your own life and with your clients to support them in their journey? Hmm. Well, specifically, um, I would say, you know, from a logistics standpoint, I, I definitely have boundaries with how I work with clients. And I have boundaries with, you know, times that I take clients, you know, when I will work with them because I want to be, you know, top of my game when I'm working with my clients, right? I want to make sure that I'm on the ball and I'm being able to play, pay complete attention to them and, you know, be able to work with them at, you know, optimal times for myself and for them. So you definitely have logistics boundaries, you know, but I also try to maintain a professional boundary with my clients as much as possible. I know a lot of people will, you know, let that fall and become more friendly with their with the clients, I, I have a tendency to like to keep it a little bit more professional just because I feel like that boundary allows me to be more of an observer and not get caught up in, in details of their life that I shouldn't, I, that aren't going to be pertinent to, the, to how I can support them. So I think, you know, those are some of the boundaries. But things that I will always find is that, you know, boundaries are not something that we're taught right? Like we're not traditionally taught boundaries. And especially women, I find that so often it's expected that women will just, you know, go beyond their boundaries or they won't have boundaries, you know, because of the role we might play as a mother or, you know, guardian 
or things like that. And it's such a giving role, right? So women themselves, I find, or even caretakers in any capacity, you know, struggle with those boundaries. So I do find that I work a lot with clients on establishing boundaries and really taking care of themselves and not being people pleasers or not giving too much of themselves so that they're really sacrificing themselves or putting themselves at risk, right? How many times have you, you know, spent a lot, you bend over backwards to help somebody else, you know, and aren't really taking care of yourself. So I think it's really, you know, looking at those boundaries and how you can help them set those up, you know, so that they're doing things that feel good, right? And they're not sacrificing themselves, you know, and they're really able to do those, you know, the three foundational practices of fearless living, you know, being compassionate, being honest, and taking personal responsibility, like those three things are critical in looking at boundaries. So I focus on boundaries a lot, you know. I mean, I have boundaries of my own in working with my clients, and I really work with them to have boundaries in different areas of their life that are going to support them. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I used to be the, the kind of person that said, I would be willing to give the last drop of my cup to someone else. And, um, you know, what is the quality of that last drop? Probably not good, right? So, you know, why not be full and give them from my overflow than than, um, pride myself in, in being willing to be completely empty? Yeah. And what are, what's left Carrie, for you when you give them Sorry, the last drop? I was going to say, what's left for you when you give them the last drop? Right, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, what are your thoughts? Well, I just, I think that what you just brought up um, in terms of being, you know, the kind of friend that you thought had to be the you know, give everything that you had to to be accepted or to be seen as, uh, you know, as a friend or whatever it was that that uh, allowed you to to negate your own needs in you know by filling other people's needs is an, a perfect example of. And there's no such thing as perfect. It's a good example of um, you know the dangers associated with. Um, no boundaries and just well you know I can do I can do one more I can do one more thing I can take care of this person I can you know and if I don't do it then am I going to be am I a good friend it's just all that self-talk that chatter that we put into our minds about what it means to um, you know to be a friend to be uh, you know just I think that that's a danger that occurs in our lives when we don't set boundaries. So the the importance of setting boundaries is in order to just, as you said, in order to be able to live your passion or your purpose. If your person, if your purpose is to serve others and you have a servant heart and that's what brings you joy, you can't do that if you have nothing to give because you've given it all away. So I think yeah. the boundary of self-care, it's that boundary of caring for myself. It's that I'm going to take care of myself. Uh, you know, understanding those three principles 
really allows you to to be able to do that and recognize how important it is for you to set boundaries on your your health, you know, taking care of yourself. How how are you going to have the energy? How are you going to have the stamina? What do you have to do in order to to if if that's your passion to serve others and you mistakenly seen that as giving and giving and giving until you have nothing left to give, then how do you reconcile that um, misconception and set boundaries so that you can uh, give and you can, that can be, uh, you know, you can fulfill your desire to be, to be a giver, to be able to support other people. But the setting of the boundaries is what makes that possible. And I, I think yeah. that being a recovering perfectionist, that's something that I, I learned when I came to Fearless Living because I learned those important principles of compassion for myself. Uh, you know, I'm being honest with myself. If, I, if I'm tired, then being honest with myself and setting a boundary is I'm tired, I'm going to rest. Not I'm tired and I'll push myself to do one more thing, to go one more place, to, you know, support one more person. That's breaking outside of my boundary of self-care. So I think it's, it's, a, it's certainly a principle that, that a lot of people, as Trish said, were not taught to set boundaries. And depending upon our, uh, our culture, our environment as a, as a child, we grow up with different concepts of what it means to, um, you know, to be a caring, loving individual, uh, what it means to be service-oriented, and and there's certainly a tendency among women to give and give and give and give until there's nothing left, and that's that's mm-hmm. totally having no boundaries. Yeah, yeah, I learned that one the hard way a couple of times. <laughs> And I think I think that when we can when we can get really clear on what fills us up, then it's not like this overwhelming thing to do. It's not like we have to sit around and think and think and think about what fills us up, what gives us joy, what what are we passionate about. Once we already know then we can take little steps here and there to fill ourselves up. It's not like this hour-long thing or this all-day thing that we have to do. We can do five minutes here and ten minutes there and a half an hour there and get filled up all during the day so that we can give all during the day if that's what we desire to do. Because to be able to give, we have to receive. And so receiving that energy however we want it, however we need it, um, to be able to give energy back. Are we all still I think here? that's really important. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I, I think that often when we think about love, we think about relationships, relationships with ourselves, relationships with others and an important part of that is kind of setting the foundation for your interactions right and you know what you're willing to accept in relationships what you're not willing to accept you know I 
part of that is if you look at somebody who may be a people pleaser, right? Like I, I definitely, I used to think I was a chameleon. I could get, I could get along in any relationship and I had a lot of high maintenance friends. And before I started working with fearless living, I was like, Oh, I can manage any relationship. I can manage them with humor and I can, I can kind of work around how people like when their anger came up and stuff, I could diffuse those situations. Um, but what I was really doing was sacrificing myself in those relationships, sacrificing what I needed or what I wanted out of those relationships and, you know, kind of using humor and, um, you know, my ability to diffuse these situations to do that. But it was really, you know, sacrificing myself. And so when I started working with boundaries, you know, some of that was about how I, you know, what I was willing to accept in those relationships and how authentic I was going to be and, you know, and how I wanted to be treated and how I wanted to show up in some of these relationships and, you know, how much energy I wanted to dedicate to, you know, keeping these relationships on an even keel when I was there, you know. So when I look at boundaries and relationships, you know, I there's other things that come into play with that. You know, as I think you guys mentioned energy, but it's also like, you know, how I want to be treated, you know, how I want to show up or how, you know, what I'm willing to accept in those relationships. So some of that comes into play as well for me uh, from a boundary boundary perspective. And I definitely work with my clients to train some of them to, to set those as well, you know. Because I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's important and, because a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of a lot of times we don't actually know what we need, and that's when it really becomes helpful to have a coach to help clarify what is it that I I want and need from this relationship, and what are the boundaries I'm willing to set either to receive that or to uh, recognize that I'm not, you know, I'm not in a healthy relationship and I can, I can leave, you know, I don't have to keep, I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be treated that way. Uh, that's a choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Love the conversation. Um, I think that it's definitely up to us to decide what is okay and what is not okay. And that in any type of relationship that you that you have it, with your boss, with a coworker, with a stranger, what is okay and what is not okay. And sometimes we're not clear on those boundaries until they are being crossed. And we realize that this is not okay. And sometimes certain things or actions are okay and sometimes they're not. <laughs> So anytime you feel like you're in a situation that is not okay, you have every right to say it. Um, And I think that that is important to, to know that boundaries can change and boundaries can develop and they can, um, you know, it's not, it's not just they're always the same. Sometimes we're in a good mood and someone coming up and giving us a hug is 
is great, but sometimes we're in a different kind of mood and someone, the same person coming up and giving us a hug is not okay. And so it's communicating that clearly to the other person in a way that allows them to understand that this is a boundary that you're setting right now. And um, that's not always easy to do, you know. So we might be in a situation where we don't want the hug, but we take the hug anyways because we don't know how to tell the other person that we're not wanting hugs right now without hurting the other person or whatever the fear might be. Yep, and this is a perfect year to be talking about hugs and boundaries, right, with the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> the, the perfect two years. I went to a wedding in July, and a lot of my family members were there, and I'm a huge hugger in my family. And I was like, oh, no hugs. And it was, like, shocking for them. But I was like, you know, it's my boundary. It's my boundary. It's my preference. I'm going to keep myself safe. I'm going to keep you safe. It's my boundary. Yeah. So, it's, you know, and it's – it's also being willing to really stand up and say, like, this is my boundary and not apologize for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Terry and I are that going be- to. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trish. I, I was just going to say sometimes it can be scary when you have these boundaries. You know, it can be scary to, to really talk about, you know, I have a boundary here. Um but I think practice really helps helps support you in that, you know, and really being able to, yeah. to say to yourself, like, this is important to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy the first few times, um, for sure. And so it's continuing yeah. to practice, continuing to um, learn how to say it. And, you know, at first you might say it in a way that, that's a little forceful because you think you need to. Um, Or um, maybe the first time you say it, you say it really soft and like you're unsure. And that's okay Um, as long as you're practicing. Yep. Terry? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You, I agree. Uh, <laughs> I was just yeah, I mean, wanting to know if you had something to add. Mm-mm. Well, I think, I mean, you said what needed to be said, you know, in that in that context. It's uh, it sometimes it is scary to set boundaries, and sometimes we don't feel safe, and that's um, you know, so so again, you're making that decision, you're making that choice of how you're going to, and, and I think practicing it, pre-practicing, uh, you know, so that when when you go in a situation, like it's kind of neat, we're going to a workshop in October, and what they did, which I think is pretty cool, is they gave us a choice of whether or not we wanted to be hugged and what, and they're going to actually pass out bracelets and the color of the bracelet will give the person approaching you whether you will accept the hug or not. And I think that's a really good way to uh, to make it relatively easy for people to make that decision that, you know, at this point in time, I'm not ready for hugs, um, you know, uh, elbow or, you know, just a wave or a smile, whatever. I mean, each, each color uh, wristband 
is going to give the participants uh, a visual indication of where you are in physical contact at this time in the, you know, in the throes of the pandemic. I think that was a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Me too. Yeah. Because it makes, it makes the decision to hold your boundary much easier, right? Because the decision's Mm -hmm. already been made. You're wearing the color band that goes along with your decision and, you don't have to make that decision over and over and over and over again when people approach you, right? It's already been made. You just hold up your wrist. Mm. Yeah, and I think an important part of that is that everybody that's there has agreed to that in the beginning, right? So right, right. Talking yeah. about boundaries, talking about boundaries and, you know, being consistent with them really enables, you know, everybody to have that same language, to have that same agreement, to kind of know in advance. I think that sometimes that can make holding your boundaries a little bit easier too, especially in like a large group. So I think that's really smart. Whoever's organizing that event, that's a really smart thing to do. Yeah, I was impressed because I just felt, wow, that just takes away all the guesswork and and the fear, you know, that people are going to think, you know, because we, we, as much as we would like to think we're fearless all the time, You know, there are definitely situations that create um, that feeling of, of, you know, not being accepted, that feeling of, oh, my goodness, people are going to think I, you know, I'm I'm being too uh, conservative. And yet it just takes that away because everybody has a choice and it kind of kind of smacks of respect, you know, which is really an important part of being able to um, have different opinions, you know, and, and still have respect for each other. So yep. I thought it was pretty clever, pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Well, ladies, we are almost out of time. It is that time. How did that happen? <laughs> this is the last time we're going to be together on season seven. Oh, no. Well, I think season eight no, starts no, the very next week. <laughs> yeah. Trish will be well, back in season eight. Yes, yes. She will be back in season eight, and we are happy to have her back. And uh, Trish, do you want to, or please share with the audience how they can uh, get a hold of you? Um, Well, you can reach out if you'd like to talk more about uh, working together or workshops or my Facebook group. You can certainly reach out um, on TrishMarch.com is my website. And then I have a Facebook group um, that's growing to greatness that you're always welcome to join. Yes. And Trish, remember to post a link to that in the group and on the page so that the um, audience has easy access to that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you always for being here with you. We have uh, with us. We've definitely appreciated all of your time and wisdom that you have shared with us on Season 7. Well, I love being here. And I can't wait for Season 8 to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to wait long. Mm-hmm. I know, that's good. So. We want to thank all of you listeners for being uh, with us 
uh, whenever you're with us. And um, keep coming back and listening to Fearless Generations. We love being here and sharing these 12 steps with you. And we want to remind you that these 12 steps were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about Rhonda or the Institute, please go to fearlessliving.org. And you can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And we would love to be in contact with you more and more. We are here to support. That's what we love to do. If, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn under Fearless Generations, as well as our Facebook group, which is Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. I think I might shorten it. Just saying. But that's what it is right now. So go check that out. Become a member. We would love to have you there. We post something every single day um, so you can get a little bit of uh, a little tidbit of wisdom from us on breaking through your fear every single day there. And we would love to share that with you. Also, Karen, I have a workshop coming up on the 22nd of September. So is that right? Yeah. Um, wait. <laughs> now I got to look because I feel like I'm saying the wrong thing. Yes. On the 22nd of September, which is Wednesday, and um, we are going to be doing the first step of the Fearless Life workshop series and talking all about expectations and silent contracts and what we can do to eliminate those. So, do check that out. It will start at 5.30. It's one hour and free in that specific time. And you can find out about that on the website and on Facebook and our other social media. So thank you, ladies, for being here with uh, me tonight. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Be fearless. Thank you.